you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome to the God Till 5 Wrestling Podcast with me, your host, Max Curtin, and my bestest of bestest friends. Jesse Benz, you've got until the count of five. Five. It's good music, our music. Where's it from? Uh, it's YouTube does these kind of like free license musics that you can just use. And that's so, one of them. Yeah, so I took that and then uh, mixed in some stuff for people saying the word five. Nice. It's um, it's lovely. I, I I can't believe it's taken me this long to actually find out where our music's from. But I'm glad <laughs> that I have, and it's really good. We've been copywriting for for years, illegally. Yeah, probably. I mean, we're, we're all right. Other podcasts play all sorts. Of, I mean, no, we did it with Vince McMahon, didn't we? We played um, loads of clips and stuff, and um, that was all right. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. I think it was a case of, um, you go with the rule, isn't it? It's like 20 seconds, 30 seconds you got. Yeah, something like that. I tend to do that in all aspects of my life, Max. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, we Hello, listeners, by the way. Nice to see you. We're not doing Bruce Forsyth again. No, that um, happened. yeah, that's going to happen every week otherwise. <laughs> Ten minutes on Bruce we did last time. Who listens? Who listens? Ten minutes. Um, last episode we had Steve from that podcast on. Oh, yeah. Big so it was thanks. before that we did Forsyth. It was a month ago then. Mid-card. Mid-card wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hear about Bruce Forsyth... Go check out our previous episodes. They're all available on our lovely website, which Jesse will tell you where to go now. GotTill5.com. There you go, GotTill5.com. Um, so big thanks to Steve for coming on last week. That was a lot of fun. Everyone loves the, uh, the old finger weeks. styles. Yeah, two weeks. I, I don't understand what, what we do, Jesse. Um, okay. Yeah, Steve was good, wasn't he? He was wild good. Loved it. He's Canadian. He, he sent me a message, because I don't know if you've seen, but on... I've always struggled with like Instagram and trying to get us followers. Mm. So I started doing this thing where I took like clips of uh, like a minute of our show and I've o- overlaid it with a video. And he sent okay. me a message going, Hey Max, that was a really great idea. Do you mind if I steal it? I love that he didn't even assume that you'd done it. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away. Hey Max. I didn't even know we had an Instagram page. <laughs> that's, how, that's how in touch I am with all this. Down with the kids is Jesse Burns. Yeah, um, this fine. week's episode... I just shout out my window. <laughs> Got till five. That's my social com. media. Got till five. Com. <laughs> um, this week's episode was done by a Twitter poll. We thought we'd try something a little bit different this week and look at a wrestler individually instead of like the general crap that we normally do. So we put out a Twitter poll for four wrestlers, uh, Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor. Which, which, they're the two I chose, by the way. Yeah, uh, they received the least amount of votes. Brock Lesnar, yeah, I know, Finn... I'm getting on to that. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor, Shawn Michaels, and Eddie Guerrero could be a and good Eddie mix Guerrero. of people. And Eddie um, Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, so you picked Eddie Guerrero and Shawn Michaels, right? Um, and um, everyone knows their greatest matches. It's so painfully obvious uh, like i picked some interesting ones because i think people forget about brock lesnar's first run they forget about finn Balor's new japan stuff there's some quality matches out there that we could have talked about delved deep we could have had some interesting discussion but no we're just going to be talking about like wrestlemania matches <laughs> so jesse's bitter well for this whole episode now yeah because voted on by like... idiots <laughs> we've we've talked about this jesse they're not idiots <laughs> they're freeloaders <laughs> oh. 
So, um, um, Denny Guerrero did not win. Um, Sean Michaels won, and that's who we're doing this on. And he was in both of our top five favourite wrestlers, wasn't he? He was. Um, so, we both like him a lot. Um, yeah. So, that should be good. Steve likes him a lot. He was probably the only man in Canada that was rooting for Sean over Bret Hart, it seems. Yeah. Um, back in the 90s. Um, so, that's good. But he was on last week, not this week. Unlucky! So, um, yeah, we're going to do Sean. And actually, um, I say that about his obvious matches. I think his first, like, two, top two or three are, like, pretty obvious. But then after that, he's got, like, 10 or 15 that you could choose from across the board, really. Oh, easily. I went down um, the Mautzer-rated Top Shaw Michaels matches. And I've, over the past couple of days, I've pretty much watched all of them at this point. And You've done more research than me, my friend. I always do. <laughs> and it's, yeah, fantastic. His body of work is incredible. And the thing I find so surprising about Shawn Michaels is a lot of his, like... What? What? <laughs> I just said he was dishy. But no, I you thought he said on. fishy. <laughs> no, not fishy. He's like, well, I don't know. I'm going to sniff the man. But he's, <laughs> um, he's definitely dishy. Or he was in the 90s. That's one thing I've learned from watching some of these older matches. He was. Uh, he pulls off a mullet like no one else. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. I, I, I was sipping a Mars milkshake while I did that. I was sipping a, um, a bourbon and ginger. That Ooh, kind nice. Of, that kind <laughs> of parallels our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and a milkshake. <laughs> it was a Mars milkshake. They're advertised by athletes in that, which means they must be good for you. Why are they advertised by athletes? I don't know, but they are. Have you seen that? When you no. see Mars milkshake, and the, they got like pictures of runners on them and shit like that. That's a lie. That's a bold face lie. Don't, don't go yeah, for a run after a Mars milkshake. No, exactly. Well, they're, they're doing it during. Like, oh, they got pictures of cyclists, but in their water bit that's attached to their bike, they've got a Mars milkshake in there. <sighs> I know. They've even got the sucky bit that um, you do for sport. Do you know what I mean? So you could just yeah. do it quickly and pop it back. So, yeah, so Mars Milkshake is good for you. And this one has 25% extra free. I'm not advertising them. <laughs> Why am I advertising them? <laughs> Got um, to fire it, brought to you by Mars Milkshake. <laughs> it says shake well. It also says um, not suitable for 0 to 3 year olds. So, don't drink milk, Mars Milkshake if you're 3 or under. That's weird, isn't it? Like, if you're 3, you can drink a milkshake. It's because you've got boot milk. When you're 3. I don't know. I don't have a child. You're not having, neither do I, but you're not having boob milk when you're three, surely. Did anyone get in touch? If you've got a child, is your child having boob milk at three? Go to vibe.com. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we started talking about how dishy Shawn Michaels was, and I had a point oh, yeah, which I've completely now forgotten boob now. Milk. Um, he also pulled off braids very well. You said you said about his excellent mullet, which is true, but he had um, braidy stuff going on at a certain point in the 90s. He did. Um, which I also thoroughly enjoyed. But this isn't a top five about Shawn Michaels' looks, Jesse Benz. Stop being so shallow. <laughs> <laughs> no. But if, the, if this episode goes well, if people like it, we might delve more into future superstars and their favourite matches. It's kind of easy one to do. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, for Shawn Michaels, it definitely is. It would be a bit more difficult if like, someone picked the great Carly or something. Well, then we would be struggling, yeah. But um, I think we've both pretty much closed our eyes and gone, I like these matches. Is this look like a Pringle. Thoughts? Okay, so your audio cut out for a second, and then it just came back with looks like a Pringle, so... Ah, Great Carly, looks like a Pringle. Thoughts? Ah, yes. <laughs> 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 kind of glad the audio cut out there. Um, <laughs> in what way? Like a Pringle's can? Because his chin comes out. No, like an actual, like a singular crink. Pringle crisp. Oh, okay. His, so his forehead and his chin sort of curve like a Pringle. Ah. 
Yeah, I can see. Can that, you see actually. it? Yeah. Yeah. Never in it. Yeah. So if you're holding a Pringle to your face, it's like looking at the Great Carly. It's got a on. moon face. Yeah, but yeah, like a but like a crescent moon. Yeah. Yeah, what, not a round moon. If you licked his face, what flavour would it be? Oh, I reckon it would be the um, sour cream and chive. Oh, that's my favourite. I'm down for that. Yeah, we can just go, go, just go lick the great curly. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> eight minutes in of complete nonsense. Let's start the top five, shall we? <laughs> Sean, HBK, the Heartbreak Kid, Mr. WrestleMania, the main event, the showstopper. Should we do it? Let's do it. Here's the drop. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. And that was the drop. So, <laughs> the drop. Sean Michaels. Sean <laughs> Michaels, probably, arguably, definitely, not arguably, the greatest in-ring performer ever. Is AJ Styles giving him a run for his money? <sighs> no, I don't think AJ's got the same level as charisma as uh, the sexy boy does. Fair enough. Yeah, when you look at an all-round package, as far as like promo and character and stuff like that, like Sean's untouchable, isn't he? He really like, is. There's people that are better than him on individual stuff but if you look at the whole what you need to be an overall wrestler sean's got it the man came out in assless chaps and jesus gear singing his own theme song about being a sexy boy yeah and I got mean... over with all of america <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> it's just untouchable that kind of level so um I, I know a lot of people are going to have their favorites and we're probably going to have a lot of crossovers i've tried to my first two are pretty obvious uh, actually, maybe my first three are pretty obvious, but I'm wondering how many crossovers you and me are going to have. Mm, well, I know. Mm, well, I know. Um, we're definitely going to have one, possibly okay. two, maybe three, maybe five. Who knows? Possibly four. There's <laughs> a chance of five. That's my hot take. Um, but yeah, no. There's one that, like, I just know. I just absolutely know. And there's one that I'm fairly confident on as well. I love it when we have no crossovers and your heart breaks a little bit and you question our friendship. I know, especially when we've sorted out like a nice drop that we can do when we have one together and then we never end up using it. This is true, that infuriates me. Um, speaking of, if we have a crossover, what the F are we going to do? Uh, sexy boy! Yes. Because Lucky earlier, that. I am, I am. Earlier I For wanted to have... Oh, the proper sexy boy! Yeah, so like the call and receive. So he says, I'm just a sexy boy. Then we hear, sexy boy, it's that one. Okay, I can do that. Because earlier I wanted, you know, on his DVD when he goes, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean, that would have been a good one, yeah. I, I can't find it anywhere, I was trying for oh, so God, long to find it. I Michael's interview, he says it after like every sentence. He says, what does he, what's his like tick? He's got a real noticeable tick, but it's is not he? that one. Yeah, he's just got like a, I think he just says, you know a lot. You know, you know what I mean? He also says, uh, I like it when he says Jiminy Cricket. He says that quite a lot, like where, where, where you, you, you or I would go, oh my, my God, canal or whatever. He just goes, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of want to get rid of swearing and start just adopting random words. Do Jiminy Cricket. Do Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, I think right. we, I, I, I mean, I don't think we should. Hey, we got, um, before, sorry, before we delve into all this, we got recommended on someone else's podcast as their podcast of the week or something. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But um, but he said he's listened to them all, so he'll listen to this. So we better be nice about him. Give yeah. him a plug. 
No, we have listened. He has listened to a lot of our um, podcasts. It's called MGB Wrestling Pod. Um, it's the dad's got in contact and he, he sent us a really nice message actually, where he was talking about. <laughs> you have to explain what the podcast is before you just say the dad. Oh yeah, so it's the dad and the son. His son is age ten. <laughs> his dad has been watching wrestling for a while, and they talk about wrestling throughout the week. It's, it's a cute format, and um, it's, the kids are really informative and. Um, the, the gentleman Graham is his name. Uh, know, knows his stuff as well. So he did. He gave us uh, a plug for his podcast of the week because he enjoys listening to us. That's awesome, and I'm sure his podcast is great as well. So people should go check that out. Yeah, exactly. He enjoyed hearing Johnny Saint on the last episode with British Canadian wrestlers. He did him which... of his World of Sport days watching with his dad, which I thought was, oh. we're providing memories here, people. Providing we memories. We're, yeah, we're bringing them all back. Bringing them all back, people. But let's talk about memories of Shawn Michaels. He's not dead. He's just retired. Yeah, and he he will never wrestle again, and I love him for that. Exactly. So between us, I'm hoping we can kind of cover his whole career Mm. and and get into this. This is what I'm hoping. But I think I went first last week, so I won the uh, rock, paper, scissors. So please, Jesse Benz, kick us off with Sexy Boy Shawn Michaels' first great match. Okay, number five for me is... Versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event of WrestleMania 14. Oh. Mm, not on your list, no? Not on my list, no. No. Um, so, I... First off, I'm a sucker for a good entrance. And even though I think it might slightly be dated now, the D-Generation X like live band playing that music when they come out and... No, that's cool. It just has a real cool feel to it because they're like a sort of they're like a happy shopper rage against the machine, aren't they? And yeah. they're playing, and um, it's all cool. He's with Triple H in China, and you know, I didn't know at the time, obviously, but we know now that it was Shawn Michaels' last match before he had to retire from his back injury. Yeah, um, before he came back, obviously. Um, Stone Cold was obviously about to be crowned, so that adds to the coolness of this match. The pop that he gets when he comes out is incredible. Um, you got Mike Tyson, Cold Stone, and um, <laughs> he's there. Um, and the reason this is number five and not higher is because of the finish of this match, because I just don't understand why Mike Tyson just decides to side with Stone Cold at the end. There's no storyline reason for that whatsoever. No. But um, so, sure, Mike, bearing in mind it's Shawn Michaels' his last match, he, he knows it's his last match um, uh, at the time, you know, his back is killing him, and he just wrestles like he's got a fucking death wish. Like, he's got a broken back, man. And he's just throwing himself. I don't know if he was throwing himself against stuff harder or if I was just looking out for his back more and it felt that way. But it just, it felt to me that he was just like, just ramming himself into everything back first. Yeah, he didn't stop. As if to prove something. And and I thought it was a great match. I thought it was really intense. It's um, a great crowning of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everyone was ready for that. And Sean does an amazing job of putting Steve over, I think. And um, the uh, so two reasons this is so low on my list is because I think it's great. It's a really good, well put together match. The ending feels rushed, um, and I don't know if that was sort of an audible that was being called because um, I'm sure Sean Michaels' bat was killing him. Yeah. Um, and the uh, Mike Tyson just randomly siding with Stone Cold at the end just makes no sense to me and irritates me. Although watching Mike Tyson come out and do the DX chop with the most rigid arms you've ever seen in your life makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah, he's meant to have these really fluid arms and stuff, but uh, yeah, no. Um, it's all from the shoulder. <laughs> his chops, <laughs> isn't they? <laughs> 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 um, 
the thing I find interesting about this match is how much um, Stone Cold does not like this match. He spoke about it on his podcast about um, he, he just didn't think it was as good as it should have been. I don't remember asking you, Steve. <laughs> not your, this is our top five. <laughs> this is our top five. I thought it was great. I thought it was, and talking of Shawn Michaels' hair, he had these awesome braids in this match as well. Oh, yeah. He looked lovely. That is true. That is true. Great braids. Um, and I like that just before, so they do, um, do you remember they did, um, they've done it a couple of times on NXT when, when it's a big main event match, they'll show the wrestlers like walking backstage towards um, Gorilla to go out for their entrance and yes. it's all like silent. They did that for this Stone Cold Shawn Michaels match, which I thought was pretty cool. And Shawn Michaels, just before he goes out, looks in the camera and goes, this is for you, Earl, because apparently Earl Hebner had um, undergone some um, quite invasive surgery that week or something. So he was out of action and it wasn't looking too good for him at the time. And obviously it ended up being all right. But I think that's a nice little touch as well. It is. That is. I like that. Um, yeah, because this was obviously a massive pivotal turning point. It was the end of Shawn and kind of DX, really. And it went into the Stone Cold era, Attitude era, and then WCW dying. Yeah, yeah. A night after this, um, X Pac debuts, um, not the, or like re debuts for WWE after being in WCW for a bit and joins DX. Um, so yeah, complete changing of the guard, really. Triple H steps up as the leader and starts his main event run. It's all, um, it is the proper end of an era, this match, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there is a, a story relating to this mania that apparently Sean didn't want to drop the title. Uh, for this yes, I've heard match. It. Yeah, um, and Sean was like, "No, I'm not going to drop the title to to Stone Cold at this time." Cold um, Stone, to Cold Stone man. And um, <laughs> the Undertaker was in earshot and apparently taped up his hands and went, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, brilliant. Because <laughs> we're so scared of the Undertaker, aren't we? I hate the Undertaker for that. He's so like, he. I think he actually thinks he's an MMA fighter. And he's he's never done anything like that in his life. Do you know what I mean? You've just been doing fake fighting your entire life, mate. Why do you think that you're going to... Why do you intimidate people? Why are they scared of you? I just don't understand it. He, he's, the man's afraid of cucumbers. He doesn't He doesn't have a leg to stand on. Exactly. He's Yeah, afraid of cucumbers. He's played an undead wizard his whole life. And just never, never been in a real fight in his life. <laughs> but he wears MMA gloves, so we all have to believe that he's so a pure Jesse striker. Benz. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I'm not taping my fist up threatening Shawn Michaels if he doesn't drop the belt. <laughs> oh, you would, though. We all know you would. <laughs> Come on, sexy boy. <laughs> it's not my name, Jesse. <laughs> uh, good choice, yeah. Um, a solid match. I, I think so, and it annoys me that Stone Cold doesn't like it. He can, um, he can do one, because I thought he did a great job. This is just a Jesse well. opinion show tonight, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, um, I'll give my opinion on your number five as well. Well, I feel a bit bad now that you've started off with such a high. Because I've, I've put my number five as um, just a match that I really enjoy watching. And I watch again and again and again. Um, it's from Raw, 2005. Oh, okay. And it's Shawn Michaels versus Shelton Benjamin. Oh, nice. But, but no, that's a good shout. That's got me um, the iconic spot isn't it of the springboard into the sweet chin music exactly yeah um, yeah that's a good spot it's so good and they replay it as much as Titus O'Neil falling over <laughs> almost as much um but on that edition of Raw Eric Bischoff announced an eight-man tournament to determine a new number one contender to face Batista the current world heavyweight championship now Benjamin was white hot 
in 2004 and the early part of 2005. Bit racist. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> During this, uh, Benjamin was Intercontinental Champion. And they kind of played off that they didn't know who was going to be in this tournament. Sean comes out and everyone loses their shit. Did you know that Benjamin was the longest reigning IC champion of that decade? 244 days. Wow, I didn't know that. That's uh, not a stat that they throw around much, is it? Fun fact for you. Um, it is a fun fact. The thing, I'm just going to quickly talk about Benjamin here because from his match with Shawn Michaels in May, which is an absolute barn burner of a match, he then tags with Sean in December of that very same year. Bearing in mind, Benjamin at the start of the year is just, he could go way to the top. At the end of the year, he loses with tagging with Shawn Michaels, and then he starts a losing streak, and that's when they introduce his mama, which I think oh God. was, the, like, that's in the span of a year, from having a classic with Shawn Michaels to having your mama um, coming out in December. Yeah, that's horrendous. horrendous. Well, that's interesting. Quick side note. I've got, um, I was watching Netflix before we started this. And, you know, when you leave it for a while, it just starts doing a screensaver, like of various shows yeah, that yeah. they've got. Um, there's one called Ugly Delicious, which they've got. And there's a Japanese man that looks like a fat Nakamura in the background. <laughs> he's, he's sprinkling salt. He's, he's salt bay. He's the Japanese salt bay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He's, um, yeah, but he, um, that's just something that just popped up on my telly. Um, but yeah, anyway, Shelton Benjamin with his uh, mama was, yeah, terrible idea because he did the gold standard for a bit before that, didn't he? Gold um, standard came he afterwards. So he, he came kind of, after the yeah, mama thing. Yeah. So he kind really? of, well, this is what always confuses me because the mama thing seems like the death of Shelton Benjamin to me. Yeah. Um, me too. but afterwards, no, he did gold standard. He was, um, United States champion, but I think the damage that the mama gimmick did. Makes me forget all of that, really. So, yeah, even well, though it was before. I, I just had it mixed up in my head. I was convinced that the mammoth thing was sort of what killed him off from WE for all that time. No, but... But, yeah, must have got... I remember poor Shelton Benjamin. Um, the, um, I remember watching... Was I watching it with you? I was definitely watching it with Rob um, when me and Rob lived together. Um, T- TLC 2009, I think it was. And this was the first pay-per-view since they'd announced that they were banning all blood. The first one. And the opening match was um, Christian versus Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match. Oh, yes. Um, for the IC title, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Christian accidentally um, gets hit wrong and is bleeding from his mouth or something. And because it was like... They just announced that blood was all banned, so no one really knew what to do. So the ref was like running over and trying to just clean all the blood up, and they were trying to keep the camera off. And meanwhile, Shelton Benjamin's just standing in the ring with the ladder set up, and it's like, why aren't you just climbing up the ladder and getting the title? Like you had all this time, and you're just standing there. Yeah. And it just completely broke any suspension of disbelief in that match, you know. And Sadly, that's um, one thing that always pops into my head when I think of Shelton Benjamin, despite all of his incredible athleticism. <laughs> all of his talent. Yeah, yeah. it's um, he could have definitely... And had... It wasn't his fault, you know, no one had a clue what to do, because this rule had obviously been put in place with no... Yeah, and you've got to finish... Explaining to the to... boys or anything, yeah. you know, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame with, with Benjamin's career, but he can look back on this match with Shawn Michaels as a real standout, because... They just went 15 minutes. It might have been like the second half of Raw, I think this happened on. And they just go at it. And Sean was so good at making it appear. Because obviously Sean Michaels is Sean Michaels. But within like five minutes, he puts Shout and Benjamin on the same footing as him. And that's what always yes. makes Sean so good. No matter who he's wrestling, they're on the same footing as him. 
for someone who was such an egotistical, we don't want to drop the belt and all this shit in the 90s, he did make everyone he wrestled look amazing, didn't he? And can obviously continue to in the 2000s, but always did. Yeah. Like, even in the 90s when he was a dick, he still made everyone look incredible. Yeah, definitely. And th- this match where Sean even gets frustrated by, like, shouting out wrestling him, and they they just go for a solid 15 minutes of a great match. If you haven't watched it, it is on the older YouTube so I might be tempted to share that later. And as Jesse said, the famous finishes, Shouten goes for a springboard and then Sean kicks him in the face. Yeah, so there's no point watching it because we just told you the finish. <laughs> so good to watch, though. So good to yeah, watch. Yeah, no, it is good. It is amazing. <laughs> um, it was in them. I think it was even in the Raw intro for a long time. It was, it was, because well. it was yeah. when they had, um, oh, what's that song? But it, it times up perfectly for them kind of hitting the drum and then the super oh, nice. Love it. I love it when music times up. Oh, speaking of drum, um, that was something I forgot. Uh, my, my number five against Stone Cold at Mania 14. There's a bit when um, Shawn Michaels just grabs um, a cymbal from the drum kit and throws it at Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like, that's really dangerous, mate. Like, <laughs> this thing's getting cut. Uh, they're pretty sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could like behead someone with one of them if you threw it, right? <laughs> Jesse has tried. <laughs> uh, so that was my number five. It, it's not what people put in the Shawn Michaels classic collection, but it's one of my favourite matches. Ooh. No, it's a good shout. Um, no, it's a good one. And I can see we're coming from different angles here, which I'm quite liking. Um, my number four is way back again. This is back in 1996. Um, from a in-your-house mind games um, for the WWF title against Mankind. Yes. I just watched this match yesterday, which is why it's not in my top five. Um, because you watched it yesterday. Because I watched it yesterday. That's what's your ruling that it can't be good if you've watched it recently because you have such bad taste now. <laughs> no, no, I don't know what it was. It was like I watched it and I went, "That's a really good match." You know what did annoy me that kind of took me out of it? The finish of it. Uh, well, yeah, it's, um, so it's a DQ finish um, with what happens. So Vader runs. Vader in. runs in, and then Sid Vicious comes in to kind of stop him. Psycho Sid at the time. Psycho yeah, Sid at the time. Yeah. But then Paul Bearer clocks Shawn Michaels with the urn, which is pretty funny. Yeah, because from from the way the finish looks, it's like the referee should have been out. Those two fight, and then hits him from behind. Referee comes two, and then a close two count. But no, it was just it was like the match was still going on, but it was DQ'd. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It is a weird finish, but um, that doesn't take away the build from up um, is great. The build yeah. up, yeah. Um, I mean, actually, I was actually tossed up. Um, for my number five between um what you were tossed up what's wrong with being tossed up <laughs> sounds like you got wanked off by a midget <laughs> well, you've never been tossed up mate um i was tossed up i'm gonna stick with it okay um between um jesus david letterman's got a big beard now and he sorry i should turn this netflix thing off um um uh, yeah, I was tossed up between um, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, uh, Mania 14, and those two at, I believe it was King of the Ring 1997, I think. When they were tag team um, partners. Yes, that's right. But they had a match against each other. Yes. And that's a really good match. Um, made even better, I might add, by the start when a handicapped kid jumps over the um, railing and tries to beat up Shawn Michaels. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> no, he tried to beat up Stone Cold, not Shawn Michaels, because Shawn Michaels sort of pulls the kid away and is trying to be nice to him and stuff. I got confused then, because I know Steve Austin beats up Brian Pillman before the match and flushes his head down the yeah, toilet. Yeah, that's right. But I don't remember the disabled kid. 
Yeah, no, well, they've edited it out of the network, but you can find it on Daily Motion. So <laughs> go, go watch that match on Daily Motion, which is the Wild West of the internet. And, um, yeah, you can watch this special needs child just jump over, who's a huge Shawn Michaels fan, obviously, and just try and destroy Stone Cold. And Stone Cold's up for a fight. He's ready for it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels uh, gets quite agitated and separates them. And they sort of lead the kid up the aisle with a um, uh, the kid's poor mother, who looks quite distressed. But it's... Um, but it's, it's worth a watch. It's not, I'm not saying it's funny, but it's worth a watch. <laughs> We're not condoning the behaviour. <laughs> but it's worth a watch. Um, but yeah, um, so that. And, but also, that, that King of the Ring match, um, the finish um, was quite similar to the DQ finish, um, which made me not put it as my number five, because at least the Mania match has a conclusion to it. But yeah, this match does not. But... Um, again, like on paper, Mankind versus Shawn Michaels shouldn't work. No, no, not at all. Because this was um... like the idea of it is like. Go on. <laughs> don't, I didn't want to. <laughs> Go on, finish your thought. Go on, yeah. No, no I was going to say that Shawn Michaels was the pretty boy. He was booed because he was the the flamboyant whatever, and then going up against Mankind, who was seen as this hardcore, beat the shit out of you, does whatever. Um, I think this is what earned a lot of respect for Shawn Michaels with the crowd. Yeah, but um, it's true. But the um, but the dynamic at the time was definitely mankind is a heel, and Shawn Michaels oh, yeah. is our sort of um, he's our Roman Reigns of today or whatever, like the guy that we're really strapping the rocket to and making him the star. And he does, yeah, when he comes out, he does get that chick pop. He gets the women and um, children just screaming for him. Yeah. And um, Mankind comes out with that cool, I love his old music, the um, really creepy sort of classical music that he used to come out to as Mankind oh, yeah. and with Paul Bearer hugging the urn and stuff. And there's that great spot um, in the match when he throws Mankind over the ropes and Mankind sort of ends up hanging himself by twisting the top two ropes around his Horrible. neck. And he does it so quickly and just spins over. And Jesus, like the slightest misjudgment on that and he's dead yeah like you've legitimately hung yourself yeah well you look at that, that uh who's that mexican wrestler with ray he just hit the rope for a 619 wrong and dead oh yeah yeah but um apparently his neck was sort of hanging by a well, thread yeah. anyway um pero aguayo jr i think that his name was, was um i hope i'm getting that right um but um yeah that was a tragic situation but and that's the sort of thing that could have happened to edge by the way as well if he hadn't retired when he yeah. did you know it would have been something as simple as that that would have just pushed it over the edge but um yeah mick foley or mankind um hanging himself like this is such a amazing um it, i mean it must be dangerous otherwise he would have done it all the time if he if it wasn't that dangerous do you know what yeah, i mean yeah. but it must have been pretty dangerous he only saved it for big moments that um, looked amazing, and that's the spot we were talking earlier. That is the spot that he did in Germany that made him lose an ear, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, because they, um, they like pulled him out when he was in it, and then that kind of yeah. tore his ear off. Ugh, gross. Uh, and I told you in his book when he talks about that, he talks about the nurse. He's sort of asking the nurse if um, they can reattach the ear and stuff, and the nurse just laughs and goes no, and then just throws his um, throws his ear into the bin which he said was one of the most emasculating moments of his life. <laughs> and then you sent me the gif um, from The Simpsons when the hamster dies on the vet. He just flings <laughs> and it. And he throws the hamster through the basketball hoop into the bin, <laughs> which um, was an apt, um, apt response. That's exactly what I pictured. I, I panicked and I was searching for it so much. I was like, i got to find it. I can't reply until I do. Um, but but this match, um, this was when Shawn Michaels was, his manager was Jose Lafario. 
Yes. And who trained yeah, him. Yeah, and he didn't fuck all during this match. No, he does nothing. He just, yeah, and he um, he looks quite awkward because he's just this old Mexican man. But he's uh, wearing, like, the flamboyant Shawn Michaels jacket. He's got a bedazzled jacket, Like, glittery yeah. short. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't quite look right. Uh, he came... He came out with Sean at Mania against Brett as well. Yeah, he? yeah, no, he just kind of fades into the background after a bit. Earlier in this uh, yeah. in the show and in your house, he defeats Jim Cornette. Oh, That's really? A fun fact. Amazing, I didn't know so, that. But yeah, great match, and it kind of again Sean putting them both on even teal and gets. Just a both great match for both of them, but then meshing the styles. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. The the styles shouldn't work, but then you get the weird Psycho Sid Vader Undertaker appears out of the coffin, which I still think is magic. That was pretty smart though, yeah, because they opened the coffin earlier, didn't they? When Mankind was trying to get Sean into the coffin, and it was empty, and then somehow they get Taker in. How do you like discreetly put a six foot ten man in places? I think he literally lived under the ring for a lot of his spots. Do you reckon? He had to. There's there's only... And then there must have been a false bottom, but how do you, like, hold yourself up to get the bottom closed and... Oh, yeah, false bottom. That's, yeah, that's a point, because he would, could have been on the thing underneath. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're very clever with it. I mean, when Taker was on SmackDown and he'd do it, like, you'd sort of get it, because um, the lights would go out for what would have seemed like a second, and then they'd come up and Taker would be in the ring. But actually the lights would have gone off for about 20 seconds and then they can change it in post because SmackDown wasn't live back then. Yeah. But um, but it happened on pay-per-views and stuff when it was live, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it's always baffled me. You could always tell yeah. when he was going to do it, there'd always be, remember the really deep coffins where you could yes. tell there was going to be like a false bottom to it stuff, but that one was just a regular coffin. Yeah, amazing. Well done, Taker. I'll take it all back about you. You're magic, mate. He's a magic wizard. But you're not an MMA fighter. <laughs> Jesse Stan. Wasn't he like a bare knuckle boxer or something in the army? No. 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 He was a little bitch. <laughs> he was... Um, <laughs> Just because he's got a bad hip now, you can't talk shit about him. He will find you. Get... He was wrestling as mean Mark Callis when he was young. Like, I think all he's done in his life is wrestling. Like He's just done fake sports for his entire life. If we hear a, a gong and Jesse just stops talking... <laughs> That'd be amazing if he just turned up. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. Aside from the rubbish finish, I think that's a good match, and I think it put Mick Foley on a global map as well, or mankind, because like ECW fans knew him and stuff. But um, you can hear a couple of ECW chants from the ringside in this match because of because it's Mick Foley, yeah. you know. But um, but I think this match sort of definitely helped him become the lovable, lovable mankind that he did. And also, mankind, Shawn Michaels are two wrestlers that I don't associate with being in the same era. Because the mankind of my childhood that I remember most clearly was cuddly mankind in the shirt and tie and stuff. Yeah. And that was when Shawn Michaels was retired from his back in. Yeah, with like Triple H and all of that, kind of, when Triple H was the top dog kind of deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I just don't put them in the same era at all. So it's quite weird seeing them wrestle. Yeah, Shawn's faced pretty much everyone, barring The Rock, from like who's who yeah. wrestling. And Daddy Guerrero. And Daddy Guerrero, which... Um, that, never, that never happened, which is a travesty. Which would have been amazing. All that time they had to do it as well. Wasted. I know. My number They're both Christians. Yeah, they could have had a Christian match. Cru- crucifix on a pole match. <laughs> Vince would love that. Crucifix is already on poles. <laughs> Can't a crucifix get it is essentially a pole. <laughs> Jesus on a pole, I don't know. Right, my number four is um I've mentioned this match previously when we did the Survivor series series. 
of our favourite Survivor Series series matches. Ooh, that was exhausting. And I think I've mentioned this some other time as well. And if we ever do favourite matches, I'll mention it again because it's one of my favourites. Survivor Series 1992, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon we could have two crossovers then. It's my number three, so it would have been my next one. Boom, let's talk about it together then. Shawn was IC champion, Bret was world heavyweight champion, but they were only putting the world title up for grabs. Now, Shawn and Bret have had a few matches together. Their their careers overlapped every now and again. Would you say that's fair? I'd say that's fair. And um, Brett was always um, grateful to Canada for, um, thank you for still letting me be your hero. Yes, graceful as ever. And Yes. But this match, I think, is the standout match for showing what these two could do. Now, what always surprised me about Survivor Series 92. You gotta bear in mind, this was barely a year of Sean being a singles run wrestler. This was like the first year of the Heartbreak Kid. Yeah. I always kind of forget that when I'm watching this match. You, you feel like he's been established for ages, but in, are you drumming right now? Sorry, that was my tummy. I was hitting my own tummy. <laughs> but I was. <laughs> what did it sound like? Did it sound really I thought yeah. you were drumming on your wooden table. <laughs> no, that's why. Right. Can you hear that? Jesus. Yeah, that's just, that's just me hitting my stomach. I like it. Um, <laughs> but this is the first year of the Heartbreak Kid. So normally when people are in their first year of their character, it's a little bit ropey, there's some stuff they can work on, but this was just Shawn Michaels as the Heartbreak Kid. And it was the best example to show how good they were as technical wrestlers, and it was great to show their characters. You had Good Guy Brett and the start of Sleazy Shawn. Yeah. And that. The wrestling in this is just fantastic. It is. It's brilliant. And you say about their characters and how well they fitted so early and stuff. That's such a happy accident because they certainly won't, weren't put in this main event position because of that. They were put in this main event position because it had happened very, very recently. So Vince needed to find, to sort of help his case, he needed to find a couple of wrestlers who were clearly not roided to the gills to be in his main event just to prove that he wasn't just after the big steroid guys you know <laughs> he's like and uh, sean's just on cocaine he's not on uh, he's not on any roids yeah, exactly yeah he's he's on the opposite of steroids i saw someone post on facebook earlier they said cocaine's basically just spicy flour <laughs> i was <laughs> like yeah yeah it is um but um yeah um so yes that's, that's why they were in the main event because uh, they were not you know, even though they're, they're big dudes by normal standards, but um, not um, not by WWE standards. That's why they were there. But it was such a great coincidence that they had this incredible chemistry together. Yeah, definitely. And I think most of the matches we picked, Sean's won these, but Brett does end up winning this match. Sean taps out to the sharpshooter. Um, like a bitch. Like a bitch. Uh, but it was a close match, and Sean shows that he could go for that major title, and I think that was kind of that. Back and them going, okay, yeah, this can work. But the thing, because I rewatched this match again yesterday, I think I've always turned off when they ring the bell and then Brett gets handed the title. Because afterwards, <laughs> Santa Claus comes to the ring. I don't think I was aware of this. Right? So I've watched this match at least 20 times now. Mm. And... I, I must turn off every single time, like when Brett gets the title, I'm like, oh, end of show, done. But if you continue watching, Santa Claus comes down, <clears throat> and then, like, 
I'm expecting some someone to re- reveal themselves and like turn on Brett, set up a storyline or something. No, he just raises Brett's hand. It starts snowing. <laughs> and they just walk around the ring raising each other's hands to the end of the show. This is November. That was brilliant. Yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't Survivor Series like Thanksgiving tradition back yeah. then. It wasn't anything to do with Christmas. Yeah. That's, that's really weird. So I really like that. I feel like I need to go watch it again just in case I haven't hallucinated what seeing yeah. it because it's yeah, I, weird. I, I, I sort of hope you have. I hope you just made that up in your head like you've had a weird dream or something. <laughs> but um, no, I'm going to have to go back and watch it now for that reason. Hey, you talk about turning stuff off early. Um, I did that um, on one of the NXT takeovers. I had no idea that Champa had turned on Gargano <laughs> for about a week <laughs> until like, everyone was like, fuck. Fuck Champa! And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Why is everyone so angry at uh, Champa? You should have stayed oblivious. You should have just ended with that nice moment of them hugging. Yeah, so yeah, so Authors of Pain won. I was like, okay, that's the end of the show. And um, yeah, they walked out and the music all stopped. And I was like, okay, just turned it off. Yeah, I had, had no idea. Yeah, there's this thing that the uh, the copyright logo is the real heel of NXT because they put it yes. up and then something happens afterwards. They did it a couple of months back when Champa returned. They put up the copyright logo. It's got Candice and Johnny saying goodbye and then whack. Hit yeah, with a... exactly. Yeah, madness. Madness. But yeah, so I, I felt like a bit of a fool being um, completely out of the loop on that Champa thing for longer than I should have been, really. <laughs> oh, bless your, bless your heart, Jesse. Bless your heart. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, absolutely fantastic match. Um, yeah, but... and not not the one everyone talks about. Like Everyone talks about the Iron Man match. Everyone obviously talks about the Montreal Screwjob for different reasons. Um, but this, this to me is the Brett Sean match. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a hundred percent their best match they've ever had. Um, so worth a watch if you've never seen it. There's Santa at the end just for your own <laughs> enjoyment. <laughs> right. Um, go for it with your number two now. Yeah. Jump in leapfrogging number three. Mm. Um, my number two is, um, slightly unusual one. It's, um, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus redacted Chris Benoit at Backlash 2004. I knew you were going to pick that one because I was I was tempted and I was like, no, no, Jesse's going to cover it. He's going to pick the Triple Threat, <laughs> and I was like, I hope he picks the Backlash one. Yes, the 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 Mania one is one of my favorite matches of all time. I'm sh- I, it, it must have been in my top five WrestleMania matches when we did that. Yeah. Um, uh, if we ever did a top five Chris Benoit, please God, can we do that one day? Um, <laughs> no, it will be in that as well. Top five, top five. Beep! <laughs> um, uh, but uh, so the Mania match to me is incredible. But if you look at Shawn Michaels matches, it's the Backlash one that he really excels in because um, it was very much. Um, even though Triple H was in his reign of terror, he actually did an amazing job at Mania 20 putting Benoit over. And that was all on Triple H. I think Triple H did an incredible job with that. Um, and Shawn Michaels was very much a supporting player that gave Triple H something to do when Chris Benoit needed a rest and vice versa, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas in this Backlash 2004 one, which was in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, um, which is Chris Benoit's hometown, um, Canada, you know, who obviously hates Shawn, um, he just played it perfectly like and they brought out Earl Hebner so the referee got knocked out and they brought out Earl Hebner to replace him and just so deliberately done you know on their new Bret you know Benoit was the new Bret Hart of Canada then you know like their new guy and they were just playing out the exact same stuff and it was just done so well and so deliberately 
And I know, I know they do that quite a lot, don't they, with other oh, yeah. parts and stuff. Like they replay the screw job and it's shit. But because this one, they sort of they hadn't really done it before in a major way, um, with the exception of the Rock, like the year after the actual screw job. But they did it here, and but it didn't work. And Benoit still overcame the odds. And Sean just played that sort of. I mean, he was a baby face, but in Canada he's a heel, and he just played that line so perfectly and tapped out to the sharpshooter from Benoit. And just just did an incredible job. It was all Triple H was just the filler in this match, and it was all Sean Benoit for me. Yeah, and that's the best way to book this match, as you said. It's Sean with his history in Canada, and ending with the sharpshooter was just genius. Yeah, as a move, it's yeah, it didn't feel hokey because we know Benoit's used it previously, WCW quite famously, um, and it, yeah, it just worked fantastically. Yeah, he had, well, um, he used the sharpshooter in the Mania match. Do you remember? Yes. With, uh, puts Triple H in it and then gets a sweet chin music from Sean in the Mania main event and just right on the chin. Like, it's like, oh, there's a few more brain cells gone there, mate. Like, a really, really strong, um, that's, um, yeah, that's added to your psychosis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, but you're right though, because WrestleMania 20 was Benoit versus Triple H because Sean pretty much just got busted, busted open at the start flip-flopped around some tables and then did his signatures. Whereas this match was <laughs> um, Triple H doing the opposite of that and then Sean and uh, Chris having a great match because they've had some... There's two matches they had on Raw. I think it was like... I was about to say 07, but it was dead by that point, so that's not possible. Um, but yeah, they've had two matches on Raw, which are also fantastic matches if uh, that are worth hunting and checking out. Shawn Michaels <coughs> and Benoit should have had more time together. Yeah, definitely. They, um, they, yeah, they did have some great matches. I can't, I can't actually remember when they were either now, but, um, it would have been around the 2004 period, I guess, when, um, when they were both very much in the main event picture. Yeah. Just trying to find it now, see if I can remember. My old brain is failing dead, Jimmy. <laughs> Backlash 04 was a good pay per view. It was. I hear it was, it was, uh, Monday Night Raw, 16th of February, 2004, and then they had another nice. one. On the 3rd of May. 2004. 2004, so... What a year. Sweet. Told you. What a year. That was a great year, yeah. Um, Until... um, Great year until Unforgiven, when Randy Orton dropped the belt immediately back to Triple H. And it was like, oh, we're just just back to square one then, and Triple H is going to carry on being big star. But then we led into the Batista stuff for WrestleMania 21, Batista Triple H, which is some of the best storytelling um, WWE's ever done, in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely is. It was a good time. Underrated time. What a time! What a time! But yeah, so happy you picked the uh, the backlash match there. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I said, the Mania one is one of my favorite matches of all time. But if you're looking at it from a Shawn Michaels point of view, the backlash one is definitely the one. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm gonna just do a quick pause here because I need to go pee. So mariachi music break. Let's do it, mariachi. Sweet relief, Cindy. <laughs> there we go, done. Um, hey, so I feel a bit weird doing this, and I was like, why is this different? It's weird, and I've realised why. It's because we're recording this a bit earlier than we normally do, mm. and um, because of that, um, it's actually sunny outside, and it's weird hearing your voice during sunlight. I just associate you with darkness. <laughs> darkness and cold. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. 
that's all right but yeah so that's why that's obviously why this feels strange <laughs> i feel like we need we need to hang out soon because it, it's a case of um we do this every two weeks and it feels like we just hang out when we do it but like i haven't seen you since wrestle kingdom i know it'd be nice to actually have a conversation that people aren't listening to yeah yeah creeps yeah stop just leave us alone everyone we just want to talk about wrestling <laughs> why, why do you care what we think <laughs> um yeah, no, that'd be nice. Yeah, you come, well, you're coming um, for Bobby's birthday, aren't you? But that's not for another few months. You need to come up before then, yes. I think. Yes, I will. And 2000 Trees. We're going to Progress, and um, there's a fest, local festival called 2000 Trees, which is very good, anyone listening. Um, so you should definitely come to that as well, and then we can have a weekend at Trees and then go see Progress the next day. July, July we're going to be sick of each other. I think we're seeing each other quite a lot in July. Yeah, so let's, um, let's just get it on to the regular bond. Love it. But until then, let's slug on with more top fives because that's all we're allowed to talk about yes fine my number three pick <laughs> is um sean Mi- number three yeah are you only on your three we've been talking for a while about sean michaels i think okay. i think people get it at this point <laughs> so thanks for listening remember got till com for all your got till five news see you next time bye 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 so uh- Okay, you, okay, do your three. Then you can do your two straight after, and then... Um, we'll do number ones, okay. Because I've only got my one left, and I, and I reckon it's probably the same. Okay. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon, SummerSlam 95. Mm, I didn't choose this, um, because... Um, I didn't choose any of the Shawn Razor stuff, because I don't think it really... I, I don't think it's aged well. Now hold your phone there, little Jimmy. I literally am. Great. Because... <laughs> WrestleMania, That's how we're talking. WrestleMania 10, I agree with you. Because um, everyone always says, oh, it's the, the the best ladder match and it's so like ahead of its time. It it probably was back then, but now yeah. it just doesn't even hold a candle to, to anything, really. Yeah. it's And to put yourself in the mindset, maybe you might be able to get there. But for me, I've always watched it and gone, eh, it's all right. But SummerSlam 95 is interesting because fun fact 12 days before SummerSlam um my true love came to me (laughs) Vince McMahon decided um they have a new violence code in WE so they weren't actually allowed to use the ladder as a weapon okay he goes through these phases doesn't he he does so like the lobbyists at the time in the US were coming down hard on like TV violence and McMahon 90s weren't great to him he just wanted to play it safe so yeah apparently the night before the pay-per-view michaels and ramon stayed up really late trying to figure out how they can actually put a good ladder match together without actually using it as a weapon so it was triple h who pointed out that they could still jump off the ladder and they could be thrown into it as though it was say a corner turnbuckle and yeah. the funny thing about watching this match back is because Sean at one point picks it up and swings it into Ramon's face and you can hear Vince very angrily on the thing going, why that was clearly a mistake. <laughs> but then Razor takes it too far and he actually starts using the weapon on Sean's leg because they do actually produce a good wrestling match out of this, which is why I enjoy this match so much because it's a ladder match, but it's not. It's a wrestling match. It's just so happens someone's put his title up above the ring and he's got to go yeah, yeah. it's weird so it, it's just razor working heel working sean's knee and uh but there is a point where he starts bashing him with the ladder and vince s- tries to defend it and then he just gives up after a bit he just goes quiet <laughs> <laughs> well that's what no, i love this era of wrestling for that reason though like listening to vince mcmahon like on commentary 
um, you've got a first-hand view on on what the boss thinks of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like when, so you can sort of tell by the way he reacts to things whether he was happy with it or not. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and and this one was um, very it was very predominant in this match, and it it is just fun because I've never really been, and I'll, I always get chastised for saying this. I'm not a big Razor Ramon fan. I, yeah. I don't really get why everyone you know, sees the fascination, but this is a match that I really enjoy watching. Um, and it's a favorite of mine for, for a ladder match purpose, because it's not just, Oh, I got to get up the ladder. There's a odd botch finish to it, which I think kind of adds to the charm of the match as well. Is this the match where, um, when Shawn Michaels straps his title to the thing, he has a bit of a salt because it's not attached properly or something. He, so what he does, he throws razor out, um, after, their long match and the finish is clearly meant to be Sean goes up and pulls the title down, but the ladder's too far over. So he tries to right. bunny hop the ladder back, but he can't. So he jumps for it to try and just yank it down, but it doesn't budge and he just falls to the floor and he gets really pissed off, throws ladders everywhere, <laughs> sets it up properly and stomps up there and takes it down. And I think right. that just kind of adds to it a little bit. <laughs> Vincent's just like, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so it's WrestleMania 10 obviously is iconic for what it did. It was the first ladder match. You can't take that away from it. Um, but it seemed like they were playing at the stipulation for the audience. They'd never seen it before. Whereas this match, they were able to tell a story, but they weren't handcuffed to, oh, look, it's a ladder match. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so that's my number three. And on to... Solid choice. Uh, I'm, I'm think... Just quickly, um, why, why do you hate Razor? I don't know why I hate Razor. I, I think he's cool. I think his entrance was cool <laughs> and the AO was, was awesome. But you put on a match and I'll be asleep within five minutes. I, Same in WCW. Yeah, NWO. yeah, I didn't get his NWO stuff. Um, oh, what's the matter with you? A lot. Some of the greatest stuff in wrestling is some of the outsiders. Yeah, it's it never really grabbed me. It's weird. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> this, this is why I don't express my opinion, Jesse. You never let me talk. <laughs> you shoot me down. Ah, uh, but no, the outs. I can't. I can't even like have a conversation with someone who doesn't think the outsiders angle is one of the greatest things to ever. It is. It is, and I will agree with that. It's the most iconic and most important thing to happen in wrestling. Oh, look who's come crawling back. But still doesn't mean that when they wrestle, I get bored. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I've never, to be honest, I can't think of any, um, outside of Shawn Michaels, I can't think of any Razor Remote matches that have particularly blown me away. Yeah, yeah. promo stuff, great, love it. But match quality, uh, uh, no. Um, he had a good um, Hall of Fame speech, Scott he Hall. He did, he did. He, he's a cool dude. I'd love to, I'd, I want to have a chat with Scott Hall. That's all I want in life. Yeah. That'd be nice. DDP sorted him out. He sorts everyone out, doesn't he? He does. He's a hero. Good old, good old Dally. Dally, Dally. I was. Steve got Steve got well confused on the last show, didn't he? When I did the Chris Jericho <laughs> um, thing, like jump into. Um, I tried to sort of parody Chris Jericho, jump into his DDP yoga sponsor thing. But Steve, Steve had no idea what was going. He on. just thought you were interrupting him <laughs> and being a dick. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He's like, I'm talking here. He was like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, people don't get us, remember, Jesse. We're, we're niche together. I know, obviously. I think, yeah, people need to listen to a few episodes. I mean, as has been obvious with the listener numbers, people had to listen to a few episodes before they became devoted to us. <laughs> <didn't they? laughs> Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome, really. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. We, 
We've got you all eventually. <laughs> it takes you a while, but we get you. <laughs> my, you want me to do my number two? Yeah, and then um, then I'll do my number one, which I can only assume um, is yours too. Okay, Jimmy. So, uh, number two, probably one of the, what is going to be the second greatest WrestleMania match of all time, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21. Nice. Right? It's a goddamn classic. It's a dream match. And it's this kind of match that you watch and you look at modern day Kurt Angle and that Kurt Angle and you go, good God, they're like two different people. Yeah. The intensity of Kurt Angle. I was watching a table for free. It was Shane McMahon, um, Kurt Angle and AJ Styles. And AJ said that when they were wrestling in TNA, Kurt just didn't stop. He just, he was like, dude, just slow down. Just take a breather. You know, AJ's yeah. in fantastic shape, but he was just like, I was blown up. I was exhausted wrestling. And Kurt was like, yeah, I've been told that many times that I'm just exhausting to be in the ring with. Yeah, but as a result, Kurt's like nearly dead. Like he's nearly destroyed his body. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just, he's a crazy person. He's just been wrestling like that his whole life. Yeah through broken necks and stuff and as a result now he just looks like a swollen thumb wrapped around a bit of thread <laughs> just with that vacant vacant stare yeah and he's never been able to say WWE correctly uh, but that, how does he even do it it's, it, <laughs> <WWE>? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's magical it's magical what he does um but this match holy shit it was yeah they just went out and did it I rewatched this on the, um, I think it's like Shawn Michaels WrestleMania collection on the network. And he talked, he oh, talks yeah. a little bit before each match and stuff. And he, and oh, he cool. was saying how nervous he was about this match because, um, he was going in against Kurt. Everyone knew what they had to do and he just tried to give it his all. He also said that he, um, always ran over. He was given a time, you know, you're given 20 minutes for a match. He was like, I always ran over. And yeah. he was, a bit of a dick movie said, I didn't care who was after me if I had to get this in a spot. <laughs> he did say that um, if it was if Undertaker was after him, though, he would go backstage, find him and apologize for running over. Everyone else didn't right. give a shit about. Because Sean's like... <laughs> which, is weird, yeah. which explains why the Shawn Michaels-Taker matches were so long. Yeah, because they just wouldn't stop. It's why we didn't get yeah, to see he didn't have to apologize the Funkadactyls, you know. Because that match got cut, didn't it? Oh yeah, but that that was that because of the Triple H Undertaker match where Sean was involved. No, that I think that was the twenty-five match with Sean and Sean and Taker. Oh yeah, really? That got it cut. Oh but okay. It was a weird one. Um, oh well. But yeah, so so this match and he's yeah just always goes over. And I've noticed that about Sean matches, you can't get a Sean Michaels match that is really short than thirty minutes. He packs so much in, <laughs> no, not. and he's like, "I don't want to take anything out because you know if I take that out, then the story doesn't make sense." He's he's a real perfectionist when it comes to wrestling, and I do res- respect that wholeheartedly. But I just love his. I don't give a shit after <laughs> me, but um, yeah, yeah, I respect that even if he does fuck up everyone else's careers. <laughs> <laughs> but Kurt and Sean absolutely killed each other in this match, and who would have seen Shawn Michaels tapping out at Mania? Yeah, that was that was unexpected. It was a great little touch. Um, and he tapped out to John Cena at Mania as well, mm. didn't he? Wasn't happy with no, that. No, um, that's a match I wanted to get in my top five, but I was like, oh, I've already had a Raw one, I don't know. But John Cena versus Shawn Michaels um, on Raw in London. Oh, on Raw. 
Yeah, it was like an hour long. 50 minutes. I remember watching it. Yeah, really long, um, man. Because I watched it. I was living in Canada at the time, and so I didn't have to stay out late to watch wrestling. It was amazing. So I remember watching that match, and I was with my parents, and they were like, oh, come on, we got to go do this thing. I was like, this match has been on 15 minutes. It'll be over in five, and we'll go. And <laughs> 40, yeah. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. <laughs> they just left. They just left. <laughs> I haven't seen them since. <laughs> Fantastic match. I absolutely love that match. Um, but but this one with Shawn Michaels, Kurt, they um, even when he leaped up and he did an angle slam from the top rope and Shawn still kicked out and he was doing his moonsaults all over the place. And it just, I think it just brought out the best in both men. Yeah, I agree. And the build-up was great as well. We had um, Sexy Kurt, who makes her ankle yeah. hurt. Um, Eddie put Sensational Sherry in an ankle lock. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, some, there was some good stuff no. coming up to that. That must great. have been our last TV appearance, I imagine. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she died um, She died about a week before Benoit did. So um, it was that year. It was No, it wasn't. Um, 2006, so 2005 was this one. Yeah, 2000. 2000, no, 2007 oh, was yeah, when yeah. Benoit and um, Sherry Martel died. Um, so, yeah, no, a couple of years before, my mistake. But, it's not um, related to Kurt Angle's saying, ankle lock. It's not related at all. No, that's that's hope not. <laughs> but because Kurt was on SmackDown and Sean was on Raw. Yeah, and this was back when the draft split felt really important. Like, all to us, anyway, oh, yeah. um, it felt... It felt like a big thing, didn't it? So the idea of like an interpromotional match was actually quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting. So it it's a fantastic match, and it just highlights why these two are the best. And it, it was kind of thrown into the mid card of WrestleMania, but Sean and Kurt, being who they are, were like, "Well, we're going to steal the damn show," and they did. They did. Yeah, it was a great match. Um, I don't know. Like, I've, there's a whole bunch of Shawn Michaels matches that aren't on my top five. I absolutely love this being one of them. Um, and I just sort of, I don't know, like I wanted to pick a couple that were less, like, less popular. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. so that maybe people could um, find some interesting matches they might not have seen. But um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, this is an incredible one. Um, well, yeah, and obviously Kurt Angle just never. Yeah, stopped. I, I think I was about to list off a bunch of Shawn Michaels matches that could be, but I think. We'll save it till after our number one, because there's a lot of honourable mentions for Shawn Michaels matches we have to discuss. Yes, um, definitely. So, number one Shawn Michaels match, according to Jesse Benz. Is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. Beautiful. But you're number one of as course. well, yeah? Right, super predictable, I know. We know, um, everyone. But... It's just the perfect match, and me and me and Max watched it live together in my cellar, and um, <laughs> it sounds creepy, but it was a nice cellar, um, not a Fritzel cellar, <laughs> and um, we uh, so we watched Mania Twenty Five together, had a good time, it was fine, but um, that match, I don't think I've ever had such a strong reaction or enjoyed myself so much watching wrestling than I have watching that match. Oh, with you, it was ever. ridiculous. I mean, we've both said this before. You go back and watch it now, it doesn't have the same kind of magic, which it doesn't, it doesn't. But seeing it live for the first time at that era was just something else. Watching it for the first, yeah, watching it for the first time, genuinely believing that Shawn Michaels could beat The Undertaker. Mm. Um, and 
people kicking out of finishers was not as much of a done thing as it is today. So with those two factors in, it just made it incredible. When there were moments when you genuinely thought, oh my God, Shawn Michaels is going to break the streak. This is a massive moment. And it was just, it's just incredible. It's an amazing, um, uh, I mean, they went long, obviously. Um, like you just said, he always does. Um, but to me, it was the perfect length. Just the fans just didn't want it to end. We didn't want it to end. We were on our feet for almost all of it, weren't we? Just alone in my cellar. <laughs> um, just so into it, man. Like I've never ever watched wrestling with that much passion than I did that. Match yeah. And it was, um, this was kind of the, the highlight of the Undertaker streak era because. I was about to say that, like, Shawn Michaels was the first credible threat that this was going to lose. And I think that's still true because the previous two were Edge and Batista and it was for the world title. And I think it was kind of obvious that he was going to take the title. And then you had, like, Mark Henry and Kane and A-Train, Big Show. You know, Shawn Michaels, for me at least, felt like the first credible he can end this streak. And it makes sense. A-Train and Big Show should have won that match at WrestleMania 19, because by the way. Because of the interference by Nathan Jones causing a disqualification? Yes. Yes. Yep. Nathan Jones comes out, kicks Big Show in the face. That's a, he's supposed to be Undertaker's tag team partner. Or like, well, he's not involved in the match then. So he just comes out on Undertaker's behalf. Yeah, that's a disqualification. They changed it to a two-on-one match. If they kept it as a tag match, you'd be fine. It would have been all right, but yeah. Um, but can you imagine if can you imagine if it just ended like on a sheet disqualification <laughs> or something like after that would be that horrendous time. but uh yeah absolutely fantastic match uh it's it's so difficult to pick between this and the 26 match because the 26 match is you know it's the end of Shawn michael's career it's which yeah. i still feel like ended way too soon but whatever i'll let it go it's yeah heartbreaking that it ended at that point Kid. well done jesse and <laughs> um, uh, yeah but it's it's the 26 match is amazing and one thing i love about that match he talks about it in his book i think i talked to you about it before um he says that he nailed so he did an asai moonsault um to the undertaker through a table through one of the commentary tables which is a spot he'd never done before in his career so he was really happy that like even in his final match he did something he'd never done before, which I think sums up his yeah, career. Yeah, the man could just still go. And and WrestleMania 26, for me, was a dog shit pile of a WrestleMania. I yeah. can't stand that WrestleMania, but that match is, is fantastic. WrestleMania 25 was good as well, but we're still not talking about the classic era of WrestleManias here. And then for this match to come out, it, it went 30 minutes. And it was just yeah. exhausting to watch. I, I think we've told the story before of us starting on the, the couch watching it and slowly getting closer and closer to the TV to the point that we're literally watching it like wrestlers to an angle of it, <laughs> like holding on to each other like, holy shit, how has he kicked out of another tombstone? This is mad. It was it was incredible. Just the sweet chip music so I know where that he was hitting Taker with and you were like, oh my God, this is it. The street's actually over. It was just yeah incredible i've never seen anything like it to watch that match in the moment honestly i know watching it back and you know the undertaker streak continued for years and all this and you know everyone kicks out finishes now but just put yourself in the mindset of genuinely not knowing and watching it live it's just yeah. incredible and that's when i famously uh put a dent in your ceiling as well didn't i you did you punched the ceiling um, i can't remember if you punched it because it finished or if you punched it because of a near fall but near um, fall. i, I thought it, sure yeah. won that was a switch of music and i went yes punch and you went no and I went, oh there's a dent 
but probably, yeah it's probably still there my, my parents don't own that house anymore but um, i'm sure i'm sure that den's still there should we go should we go knock and find Shall out we? Not hi we're from the got your five podcast <laughs> we're doing a documentary <laughs> but uh yeah absolutely amazing match I don't think anyone's going to disagree with us. You know, they might say, oh, 26 was better. 20. I think it's night and day, really, between the two matches. 26 had more on the line. Yeah. But 25 was the first to summon special. Yes, I agree. Definitely. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, that is... I think we picked the 10 best matches of a Shawn Michaels career right there. I think they're good. I mean, talking about honourable mentions, um, one bigger mission that we haven't done is um, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at Bad Blood 97. Obviously, Seems to be a match that comes yeah. up a lot, the Hell in a Cell match, yeah. um, which yeah. was also the debut of Kane. Um, it, is, it is a stunning match, and um, on a, I think that definitely deserves an honourable mention, because on another day, I would have put that in. I just felt I just felt bad putting two Shawn Michael Undertaker matches in my top five. That's basically yeah. why I didn't put it in there. And if you're going to pick one, I'm always going to pick the Mania one um, just because of the, the experience we had watching it together it makes it so much more special to me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that that's a fair enough reason for anyone. Um, but there's there's so many. Um, Shawn Michaels had great chemistry with a lot of people we mentioned. Marty Jannetty, his former tag team partner, they had an absolute barn burner on a Monday Night Raw back in 93. Absolutely yeah. outstanding match. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels, No Mercy 2008. Yeah, and Mania 19. And Mania Very different 19. matches, but great. Yeah, yeah, I would say, because I think we've spoken about this match in another top five where Mania 19 is one of my favourite Mania matches, and you mentioned No Mercy in, in one of yours. Yeah. Can't remember what we were talking about. There's been it was like, top five No Mercy matches. It's been like, yeah, that must have been it. We've done like 26 of these now. That was one of our, yeah, that was one of our first shows, I think, top five No Mercy matches. Yeah, and that was a solid choice to have in it. Thank uh, you very much. You mentioned Mankind, Undertaker. Triple um, H, his comeback match against Triple H at SummerSlam 2002 was incredible. Yes, yeah. Who would have, that was meant to be just a one off. The thing I love about that one off match, so he came back to show his um, son what he used to do and he wanted to do it when he was clean and God bless the Jesus and stuff. And, <laughs> but he did it in an unsanctioned match where he ends up being hit in the back of a sledgehammer. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like the only time that they don't do that worked hit with a sledgehammer where Triple H is like holding the, the top of the sledgehammer with his hand and sort of hits them that way. He full on like smashes him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> because Jay Ivan says at commentary like, oh, Michael's his 10 year old son's watching at home to see what his daddy does. Bleed, <laughs> bleeding everywhere, going through tables. <laughs> daddy, no. But that match, but that match went about forty-five minutes. I think that was a long match as well. Yeah, yeah, it was stupidly long, but yeah, ridiculously good. Uh, we mentioned John Cena's that great match with Triple H. That whole feud was just well. You and me have had the privilege of seeing Shawn Michaels in the flesh wrestling before us. We did. We against Triple H. We saw him against Triple H at a Coventry House show of all places. Do you know how tempted I was to put that match in my top five? <laughs> and I was like, no. Don't do it. But I still remember every bit of that match because it was just so yeah. cool to see Shawn Michaels and Triple H. I just remember the music hitting because we weren't given the card in advance or anything for this house show. So we had no idea what the matches were going to be. And then and it was the first match after the interval, wasn't it? So yeah. um, we'd had our break. We got our little hot dog or whatever and um, came back. And then it's oh, the following contest is set for one fall. And then Triple H's music hits. And we're all like, oh, fuck, yeah, we're seeing Triple H. This is awesome. Then Shawn Michaels' music hits, and it's like, Jesus, this is just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it, it was it was 
just yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. We also we also saw Ric Flair against Chris Masters that night. Yeah, Rick that Flair, match sticks in my mind because <laughs> he swore more than any sailor I've ever seen on leave. He swore a lot and he got his ass out. Yeah, and we it, were young. This is all all I ever want from Ric Flair. Young impressionable boys, just. Yes, we were. <laughs> Uh, and Kurt Angle, John Cena was the main event that night. Kurt Angle with Davari. Yes, and um, Eddie had just passed away as well. So yes, that's right. Do you remember we ran around the back after the show and watched them all get on the coach? I do. That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We. Not Sean, was, Sean was the last to get it come out. And we were like, yeah. Do you remember that kid who was in front of us? Who um, this was before Cena was getting booed as being like, oh, lol, Cena wins. But it was yes. It, this was when it was happening like quite a bit. And this kid in front of us was like, Cena, you suck. Cena, you're the worst. I hate you. And we're like, whoa, Cena's yeah, amazing. This kid's a bit, yeah, this kid's a bit aggressive. Like, you know, cheer the faces, mate. You know, have a bit of fun. But um, yeah, I do remember that. But turns out the kid was a visionary. <laughs> he really was. So that one kid in Coventry, well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I had a little moment because um, I was uh, setting up a death match the other week. And I was like, it's funny how life comes full circle. I was watching wrestling here <laughs> ten years ago, and now I'm strapping light tubes to uh to uh to ring ropes. Right, like, well, you're you're living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's no denying that Shawn Michaels is arguably the Mount one of the Mount Rushmores of wrestling in terms of talent and overall ability goes. To me, he will always be. If someone says who's the best, Shawn automatically comes to my mind. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Sean um, uh, D. Malenko, oddly. And if I could do a quick plug, um, got to a 5.com um, website. We um, have recently started writing articles and stuff. And oh, I, yeah. wrote one, I wrote one about D. Malenko, and people seem to like it. So that's, if you would like to go to the website and read it, please do. That's done well. I was going to say, well done, mate. That, that got very popular. Oh, thanks. Are you proud of me? I am. It's got a shit ton of hits. I'm a little jealous of it, in all honesty. Oh, well, you need to write something good, and then it might get hits as well. Who knows? <laughs> write something good, I dare. But yeah, we've started doing articles. We're trying to um, amp up the website a little bit more to give it some more content. Um, so if you go to the Twitter, twitter.com slash got till five, we'll post articles when they're up. And yeah, it's just, just something fun we're trying. Some, you guys like reading, apparently, which I find weird. Yeah, I've got an idea for another article. Can I tell you what it is? Yes. But if um, you if you do if you do that means you've got to write it because they'll be expected. Means I've got to write it. Well, if you think it's a good idea, do you think it's a good idea to write an article about how um, body dysmorphia destroyed um, or prevented Scott Steiner from possibly becoming one of the greatest wrestlers of all time? I would love to hear your take on that. Right, I think I think there's a, I think there's a valid um, I think there's a valid take there. Okay, I would uh, be very interested to read that. Okay, I will write that shortly. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Shawn Michaels, Best of All Times. If you're not familiar with Shawn Michaels' work, can I even say that? <laughs> then, <laughs> go away! Go away now! <laughs> then go check out his amazing wrestling ability. He's quite good from what we hear. And he was all right. Yeah, if you've not watched any of the matches that we've talked about, we mention them for a reason. We're right, you know this, so just go and watch them, and it'll be fun. And this was good. And you've opened up a whole new thing now. So if we can't think of a good top five, just put it to the Twitterati. They'll um, vote on what wrestler we should do. Yeah, easy. Because uh, we had Nick being like, why wasn't CM Punk in the vote? And, and it's like, we'll do it again, you bitch. <laughs> if it's not ending here. This isn't the last we'll episode. Four other wrestlers. Exactly. Just be patient. Long term booking, brother. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you're so aggressive. Oh, Nick gets on my tits. <laughs> Nick is lovely. Nick supports us. He does, yeah, and we support him. I like Nick. <laughs> okay, so. He, he's the, he listens to us in, he works in the stop room HMV and he listens to us a lot. And um, and I like the idea of that. Just him listening listening to your sweet dulcet tones. Yeah. Uh, I was chatting to someone who works at HMV, actually, and she said that she hasn't listened to this, so I started to walk away. But then she um, said that, although she has listened to it, but she's sort of like getting it secondhand smoke through the HMV stock room. <laughs> so, uh, but I said she needs to download it because she's essentially just... Um, like hijacking our voices which is not on well, she's hijacking listens you know exactly just download it it's not harriet on. her name's harriet so um harriet if you're listening to this just download it and stop bam stop jumping on nick's download you um cheap it's free you're not even being a cheapskate you're just a loser <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone else you want to attack while we're here have you got a list oh there's a guy called chris who keeps getting in touch who um really likes the show but he was um complaining what was he complaining about um oh it was something to do with Dimalenko or something i can't remember he's an idiot um if you noticed they've all then, started complaining now all well, got an I, opinion I yeah exactly i think that was a good sign because um they obviously know they they i don't know people only complain about stuff they like really don't they that's true Otherwise, they wouldn't even bother watching it or listening to it in the first place. You make a fair point, my good friend. So thank you to exactly. everyone who's listened to this episode, everyone who's listened to any of our previous episodes. If you're new to this podcast, we've got a shit ton of top fives on various wrestling subjects. If you like this, go back and check out some of the more intricate ones that we do, because this was just very uh, set subject focused. So go check out previous episodes. If you did like it, like, subscribe, rate, all of that good shit that we like to promote, that you do whatever you want anyway. We'll be back in two weeks' time, Jesse Benz. We will, and we don't know what we're doing yet, but it'll go to a Twitter vote or summit. We'll work it out, and it'll be great, and you'll all love it. We might even come up with a decision ourselves. We might just ignore you lot and go, we're going to do this. We haven't done that for a while, have we? We Um, We're we're running out of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll... uh, We'll have a think. Yeah. Can we do top five Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who have dressed as wrestlers? (laughs) Isn't there only ten out? Uh, Eight, not even (laughs) ten. We might have some crossovers there then, Jesse. (laughs) Just a couple. So (laughs) thank you so much to everyone who listened. Thank you everyone who's been active on Twitter and all that crap. Um, And Jesse, I love you like a brother who I see once a year at Christmas. I love you like a lover who I see um, every night in my dreams. (laughs) Oh, when I feel bad. (laughs) <laughs> but it's fine you can you can just do the brother thing that's cool brother 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 we've been got to five my name is Max Curden his name's Jesse Benz we'll see you all in two weeks goodbye bye you have until the count of five I happen to love the number five it's a beautiful number a glorious number you got to the count of five